1: Call in
3: at 303 690 3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: Hey, good afternoon to you. Jason Vanderveer with you here on Calvary Live. Appreciate all of you tuning in on Grace FM here in Colorado and Wyoming. And of course, all our friends in the South, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, listening on Truth FM. And then those of you joining us from the Northeast uh, on Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you. I'm Jason vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and I'd love to have you join me today uh, on Calvary Live. 303-690-3000 is the number if you want to join me on the air. No matter where you are, you can uh, dial that number on your phone and we'll get you through, uh, through one of our many lines here uh, on the program. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Uh, Punch that into your phone. Give us a call early in the show, like right now is a great time to call. Uh, If you can't join us right now, just make a note of that number. uh, Make a note in your phone and give us a call today, tomorrow, or any uh, weekday, Monday through Friday, as uh, Calvary Live is on uh, your station, taking your calls, questions, and comments uh, about uh, the different topics that we're talking about the Bible Christianity prayer requests uh, that, uh, that we have the opportunity to lift up as well. So if you'd like to join us uh, on the air, join me on the air, 303 And if you'd rather text, you can do so, 720-336-0897. That's the text number, 720 336 Nine seven, and do me a favor too if you uh, do decide to go ahead and text. Uh, give me a short uh, one sentence text if you can your prayer request uh, or your question. That way I can uh, digest it uh, quickly and answer it on the air or read it and answer it on the air if possible. We'll answer as many of those uh, uh, those as well in addition to the calls that we get uh, here on the program. I'm Jason Vanderveer. As I said, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And you can find more information about our fellowship, including service times, and the next opportunity to join us, which will be this coming Sunday. Uh, you can find all that information and lots of uh, great free Resources, including audio and video studies, through the entire Bible at calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com. And it looks like we've got uh, the phone lines uh, are are starting to to go here, and we've got Bianca and Aurora. Uh, Bianca, welcome to the program. Good to hear from you again.
4: How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. How have you been?
4: I'm really good. I just have a general prayer request. Um, I have this feeling, and I know this has been going on for quite a while, but I have been noticing that there has been a lot of division in the families lately with a lot of people getting divorced and child problems. Just a whole lot of family issues, and I was wondering if we can just pray for all the families out there, because I know it must be really hard, and I know that's one of the areas the enemy just loves to attack.
1: Yeah and and I appreciate you calling bringing that up. I have uh, someone on my mind uh that uh that we've come to know uh in our church recently uh that uh, that we can pray for as well uh who's going through uh the exact situation, you know, or or a lot of the uh the things that uh that you're talking about uh, as you as you call and ask for prayer. So let's do this Bianca and and all those listening, let's uh, let's lift up families and especially those that that are embattled spiritually at the moment. Father, we uh, we do just want to lift up the family. We we know that um, that that at the root of the family, the marriage, uh, Lord, that is a picture of your relationship to. Uh, your bride, the Church uh, Lord Jesus, and so uh, we we just pray for a pure picture, especially amongst believers, uh, a pure picture of that relationship that you have with us. we pray for protection upon uh, marriages, we pray for strength in marriages, we pray for healing in those marriages uh, that are broken, we pray uh, for the division that is going on in families and and uh, the divorce and the custody battles and and the accusations and 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 uh, the greed sometimes and all of the other things that that the enemy is using to divide families Lord uh, we just pray uh, uh, against these things uh, we just pray according to your spirit Lord we pray uh, by your spirit we pray uh, according to your will Lord we just ask you to work and to heal and and in all of these situations uh, that, that Bianca's thinking of that, that she's seen recently uh, just uh, are around her and those others uh, that are listening right now and praying with us and all those that uh, that are represented by by them lord we lift them up to you and uh, lord this woman uh that that i know of that had this court hearing today lord i just pray uh Uh, Lord, that all the truth uh, would come out, uh, that righteousness would be done. Uh, And, Lord, we pray uh, for uh, a miraculous uh, work and healing. Uh, We pray for hearts to be softened uh, in those instances where that needs to happen. And we pray for protection uh, of children who often get caught up uh, in in all of these things. Lord, uh, we just pray that you'd work and that you would just protect people at the core of your church, uh, each of these families uh, that make up the different bodies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you, and I appreciate you calling and and prompting us uh, to, uh, to pray for that uh, very needed, Bianca.
4: All right. Have a good rest of the show.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. Take care. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. if you want to join me on Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Let's go to Scott in Baltimore. Scott, welcome to the program.
5: Hello. Thank you for uh, having me. Um, you bet. Thank you, you for bet. all that you're doing. Um, just got a quick prayer request. I'm just really conflicted, really confused, um, not sure what to do. I've been praying about it, and I haven't got any answers yet other than what the same thing I've been hearing for the last year. Um, I'm in a relationship with somebody and I was told that no matter what, that you are to love her unconditionally, no matter what, no matter what, what she does, love her unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That's what he does for us. Mm-hmm. And she feels that she's being told to run, just pack up and run. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel just from conversations with her and sitting down and talking that the just running isn't god sent i feel like it's satan but and i wasn't sure if i was justified for thinking that mm-hmm. but i looked i'm like would would satan really attack one person in a relationship and leave the other one alone but then it goes back to adam and eve where satan went after eve first instead mm-hmm. of adam mm-hmm. so i guess really i'm just asking for prayer for guidance and discernment what to do here
1: yeah, two questions but, for you before we pray, Scott. Two. So, when you say a relationship, uh, dating relationship, marriage, what what is the exact nature of the relationship? Um, engagement. Engagement. Okay. And how how long have you been together? How long have you been engaged? When's do you have a wedding date? What what where um, what does that all stand?
5: No There's been no wedding. No wedding date. Um, engagement. I guess eight months. Okay. Nine months, and we've known each other. We've dated on and off, and known each other for almost ten years now.
1: Okay, and, so a long, long-term uh, friendship and relationship on and off. And and you would describe yourself as as a, a, a believer in Jesus Christ, a born-again Christian. Is this woman that, w- would she describe herself the same? Yes. Okay so we're talking about two believers uh, you know engaged to be married but um but there's obviously some some stress there and 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 she's feeling like you know maybe she needs to go in the other direction yeah well and 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 without you know obviously we can't get into all of the the nature of everything but but rarely is uh, you know running the other direction if that is in fact the 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 right term um rarely is that the right thing to do because typically if you're just running from a problem, you're gonna just find it the next place you you stop uh, because well, the, the problem is you know you take your problems with you. So, um,
5: and a lot, and I think a lot, well, a lot of our problems are our past relationship when we were together sure. before we became believers, before we gave our life to Christ. This is sure eight, seven, eight years ago, even all the way up to about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And we have. Uh, we have a son out of wedlock, and I went mm. on a downhill, blackened binge, and caused us to lose our son. And because mm. I wasn't there, I was too worried about other things. And by the time I came through, and Jesus had reached out to me, and I gave it all up, it was way, way too late. And I think that the the harboring fe- feelings of that mm. still is uh, okay hurting. The relationship and i think that's kind of one of the reasons why she wants to run but at the well, same time it is a lot of other things there's a lot of well, other there's... things that we've discussed but
1: absolutely well let's do this scott let's go ahead and pray and uh we'll pray for wisdom and for the lord to work father we uh, i just lift up scott i thank you that he's reaching out uh, Lord, I just uh, I I pray for him and for his fiance. Uh, Lord, I, I I don't know what the situation is uh, uh, with their child, but uh, Lord, I just pray uh, for healing. Um, Lord, and, and, and regardless of of where things go in the future, Lord, I pray for, because I know that you can heal uh, all of these past hurts and sins, and and Lord, I just pray that you'd be with them, you'd help them to just be knowledgeable of them and to confess them before you and to truly repent of them. Lord, I pray uh, for a strengthening in each of them and in their individual relationship uh with you and lord if it's your will and, and that you would just bring them together uh in your timing and lord that you would just heal and you would establish uh a firm foundation uh in their relationship in you uh lord and 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 that they that uh uh that if you would have them to get married lord that there would be uh, lord just a a, a a great picture as we Prayed earlier of 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 Christ in the church uh, in their marriage, Lord. I pray for good advice that you would surround them with people uh, who who know them and who understand, or who can listen and understand the the circumstances to be able to encourage them uh, biblically from. Uh, uh, from uh, according to your word, Lord, and and not man's ideas. Uh, Lord, I just pray uh, for a softening of hearts. I pray for uh, patience, uh, and I pray for faith and for trust in you. And, Lord, we just pray uh, for wisdom, uh, that they would know exactly what you would have them to do, that they would hear your voice clearly, uh, Lord, that they would have the strength to do it. And I just pray that you would work. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray.
5: Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank well,
1: you. You bet. And I appreciate, uh, Scott, I appreciate you, you calling and giving us a chance to pray for you. And, and, uh, if you get a chance in the future, maybe you can follow up with us and, and let us know where things are at, how th- how things are going.
5: Oh, well, it takes a lot of something to call in and ask for prayers. I, 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 feel and have been felt for years since I've been to believe that it, it's selfish for me to ask for prayer. I mean, I know we, we should we should always mm-hmm. seek, seek our brothers and sisters to help pray for us because there's strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. And but it just I don't, I don't understand why it's just so hard for me to ask for prayer. But
1: well, I think that that you're not unique in that feeling. Uh, un, uh, unfortunately, the Bible tells us to do the opposite. So I want to encourage you: keep asking for prayer. Don't be afraid to ask for prayer. Okay. Okay. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for calling.
5: Bless you, brother. Thank you.
1: You bet. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver with you on Calvary Live. Let's go uh, to Don in Aurora. Don, welcome to the program. Hi, Don. Are you with us? Oh, Don. We don't have Don. Uh, let's see if we got a sense of what Don has. It uh, looks like a prayer request. Uh, a friend diagnosed as uh, bipolar and uh, and had an incident and wants to know what the church's view is, uh, since this person stopped taking their, uh, presumably, psychotropic drugs, uh, and wants to know what the church's view is on mind-altering meds. Well, uh, obviously, uh, when we're talking about bipolar disorder, uh, schizophrenia, depression, um, uh, some of the other uh, conditions uh, that people are diagnosed with, and... And that they're often medicated uh, for with with very strong uh, medications um the the issue is not so much whether people are suffering from these things uh, i I think uh no one disagrees about that you know that that people are 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 suffering from from something. Very significant. In other words, it doesn't. In most cases, it's not, you know, imagined or contrived or anything like that. the The question becomes: um, What is the nature of the problem? Uh, I.e., is it spiritual? Uh, Is it physical in nature? And then the second thing is: Is what is the uh, the best? Uh, course of treatment or the best approach uh, to the problem. I think that's where the, the, the difference in opinion uh, comes in. Uh, typically, what, what we find is is that, is that people suffer from all sorts of different things. Uh, and, and some people, uh, it just so happens that the enemy uh, attacks them significantly in their mind. Uh, sometimes it's related to lifestyle choices sometimes it's it's uh, related to drug use not always and 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 uh, uh, not in the majority of situations by any means uh, but sometimes it's 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 related to to different experiences that they've had in their life things that they're carrying with them uh, there's often uh, rarely is there not a connection that can be made if you spend enough time with people and 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 what we discover is is that science has declared that there there are uh, chemical imbalances, and so they, they're using these drugs, uh, sometimes drugs that are layered uh, on top of one another uh, to, uh, in, in, in theory, support one another and boost one another to treat these imbalances. Um, the problem is is that when these are diagnosed, um, you're not really given any kind of blood test or any kind of scan or anything that can identify that imbalance, and, and neither are you given a a, a test later on uh, to determine whether the course of treatment chemically is actually doing its job. And so, so it's just a theory. Um, I would suggest that, that perhaps a better theory is is that, uh, that that we may not so much be dealing with imbalances in the brain, uh, but we're dealing with spiritual things that are going on. And as I said, in, in not all cases is it the result of, of of sin in someone's life. It may just be an attack. Um, so when we 're dealing with spiritual things, uh, then often the best approach uh, is to it uh, is to um Approach it spiritually uh, to to go and, and with prayer and fasting of the individual and others and and biblical counseling uh, to to encourage the individual now when they 've started down a path and, and and for those listening wondering you know you know what what do you know uh, about these things well as a pastor uh, i 've dealt with this uh, for uh, you know, uh, 27 years uh, in ministry, it's it's always been there. It's always been an issue. I also have uh, some people close to me that I know that that have struggled with these things, and I've watched uh, watched them uh, deal with it. Those that have dealt with it uh, with with. Uh, uh prescribed medications and those that have not and I've seen how they fared and I've seen the side effects uh, of the different treatments that they've had uh not over a year or two but over over decades and so what I'm sharing with you is is just my own experience as a pastor and as an individual and so uh what what I would say is is that that what I've seen by far the best approach uh, is turning uh, to the Lord for healing. Now, sometimes, you know, you get to the party late and people have already started down the path uh, of, of medication and uh, the medications themselves uh, have in studies been found to cause their own set of problems. Uh, what you you can't do uh, if you already are taking medications is, is that you just can't one day decide to, to stop taking medication. Uh, I ha- we had an individual He attends our church uh, from time to time. He's a good friend. And he's described to me how when he stops taking his medication, he actually feels these, these physical shocks in his brain. It's done something physically uh, in his brain, and, it, and it, he, as he describes it, it begins to zap him uh, when he's when he's not taking his medication. So there's things that happen, and so if you are taking medication and you desire to go with a different approach, you have to work with your doctor to properly wean off of those medications, and you have to expect uh, that that it may be difficult. Um, but uh, but the reality is, is I think long term that is the, the the better approach. There's a lot of people that would disagree agree with me, uh, and that's okay. Uh, There's also a lot of science uh, behind this. I'd recommend a couple of books if you prefer to read an alternative uh, viewpoint in this. Uh, There is uh, uh, a book called Psychologizing of the Faith by Bob Hoekstra, H-O-E-K-S-T-R-A. There's also a book called Psychology Debunked, uh, Psychology Debunked, written uh, by... uh, Ryan and Lisa Basler, B-A-Z-L-E-R. Lisa Basler was a psychotherapist, uh, is a licensed psychotherapist. Uh, there's also a secular book called Manufacturing Victims uh, by Tan, Tana Denin, Dineen, D-I-N-E-E-N, and several other uh, books uh, on, on uh, psychotropic drugs in particular. So uh, I would just uh, say that uh, in relationship to Don's question. Uh, hopefully that's uh, helpful to you uh three zero three six nine zero three thousand jason vandiver with you on calvary live let's go to uh jeffrey and aurora jeffrey welcome
3: welcome hey how are you how you doing today
1: i'm doing really well thanks for calling
3: oh yeah well i just needed some prayer i was i'm getting ready to move and um it's just that um i've never did this before and And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just so many people out there looking to move, you know. Mm -hmm. But I know that God can answer my prayers, you know. And I know that, you know, I'm trying to do it all on my own, but I know God, you know, when God intervenes, it don't take a long time for it to happen. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted you just to pray for me that I can, that God show me the right way and I make the right decisions.
1: Yeah. So specifically, you're just you're you're looking for direction. Where's the place that you're supposed to move, and then and then all of the the details well, sur-
3: surrounding that. I haven't I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't been able to um, find a place yet. But mm-hmm. um, it looks like that um, where I was. I've been there almost twenty years. So uh, I'm about ready. You know, I guess they're going to be. Uh, uh, redoing the place or whatever you know but
4: mm-hmm.
1: yeah well let's let's jeffrey let's let's pray for you i think i got a pretty good sense uh father i thank you so much for jeffrey for his call and and Lord, uh, just His uh, His heart, Lord, I just pray that You'd continue to be with him, that You direct him, Lord, that You would uh, provide a place. Clearly, he he's feeling uh, as though uh, You're moving him on, and and Lord, we pray that if You are, Lord, that You would just open His eyes and open the doors, uh, literally to wherever You'd have him to move, and Lord, that You would just pave the way before him, that You provide the the finances that are needed, the 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 help uh, that is needed. The it's a big task, uh, Lord, to to relocate. So Lord, I just pray that You be with him and, and as you direct him, Lord, that you would just give him peace. And I just thank you for him. In Jesus' name, we pray.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: Hey, appreciate
3: it, Amen. Jeffrey. God bless you, I my appreciate friend. You. Appreciate you calling.
1: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Three zero three. Yeah, three zero three is the number here. Uh, area code three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Pam in Pennsylvania. Pam, welcome.
6: Hi. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing today?
6: I'm doing good, thank you.
1: Good. What's on
6: um, your mind? I'm, I'm taking a uh, Bible class at my church, and um, th- uh, our teacher made this point. There was like a three points that he was making, and one of them was is that he said that we won't be able to sin once we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just I'm not sure. You know, I've read through the Bible numerous times. I wasn't sure where he really got that from. I was just wondering if you could answer that question for me and. And yeah. if we can't sin in heaven, do we still have that option of free will? Like, how does that all tie in? Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so I think the, the, to answer the question, you've got to go to the, to the root, really, of, uh, of the question, or the, the root of why we sin, uh, maybe is a better way of putting it. Um, we don't sin because we have free will. We sin because we have a sin nature. And the sin nature won't be present uh, with us when we're in heaven. We've been delivered from that. So we don't, we don't carry that uh, sin nature with us uh, either in the rapture or in death. And so the answer is not so much will we, will we have the ability to choose contrary, because that's what free will uh, means. The definition of free will is the ability to choose otherwise. Um, it, 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 we will still have free will. It's just that there's not going to be another choice. In other words, we we won't have the we don't have the fleshly nature anymore. All we have is the new nature in Christ. Okay, so so our choice is going to be yes, we have free will, but our choice is going to be uh, amongst godly choices and not amongst uh, you know uh, righteousness vir- versus the flesh. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But then, like I
6: guess. I mean there was the angels living with God and they chose I don't know.
1: I... Yeah, and, and and but the angels didn't choose because they had a sin in nature. So you're talking about the same problem but for different reasons. And so the angels are created beings, but but they're not created uh, in the same way. They're not created in, in the image of God. They're 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 not uh, exactly like human beings. And so uh, when we see that that Satan fell, yes, he was he was lifted up in pride. Yes, uh, yes, he did choose to sin. Yes, he did uh, fall. But it's not described in exactly the same way as as the human fall. The human fall, of course, through Adam on earth. And the last Adam, as we're told uh, in Romans, uh is Jesus Christ who delivers us uh, uh in romans eight two he's made me free from the law of sin and death so So the beauty of of heaven is not so much um do you have the power to sin, uh, but you've been set free from that, and it is no longer a choice so uh, but as I circling back around to what I said at, at the beginning, the important thing to remember is is that you sin. Uh, because you have a sin nature and you will no longer have that sin and sin nature. You've been delivered from it. So the reality is you don't have a sin nature because you sin. You sin because you have a sin nature. You're born with it uh, as a descendant of Adam passed down, you know, uh, we see through the male line. Uh, from Adam generation to generation to all human beings, until we receive the righteousness of Christ, as I said through the last Adam, as Paul talks about in romans so uh, it 's not an issue of no longer having free will it's it 's an issue of uh, with that free will, uh, what do you do with it and and what are your options to do with it sin is sin is no longer an option okay okay, so okay. so yeah, I mean it's 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 a deep uh, it's a deep issue, um, but it's also one that that uh, has a, a relatively simple answer. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I think people can kind of take it and, and, and try to, to make more of it, uh, you know, or make it more complicated than it is. But but I think it's really as simple as that. Okay. Okay. Thank
6: you. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you calling with that question. It's uh it's an issue. Int- we've had it maybe once before on on the program and uh and it's a it's a very interesting thing to to think about. I don't think a lot of people really really get that far in their in their thoughts about uh heaven and about sin. So so uh, I appreciate you uh and and uh it sounds like a great Bible study that you're having.
6: Um yeah, it, it is good. It really is It's um uh, you know, a lot of doctrine, so well, that's um, it's a thing. Yeah,
1: it, that is important, and uh, you know, I think that that uh, a lot of mistakes are made in studies where they don't really deal with doctrine. Because Paul, if you notice in his epistles, always talks about doctrine before duty. In other words, his epistles are usually divided in that fashion: doctrine then duty. You can't really know what you're supposed to do uh, unless you understand why. Oh, good point. Okay. Hey, God I bless. Can- yeah, God bless you Pam. I appreciate you calling. Uh take care there in Pennsylvania.
6: Okay, thank you and God bless you too.
1: You, you betcha. Hey folks, we got a break coming up here shortly, but now's a great time to call if you're if you're on hold, uh do me a favor, please hang on. We're going to get to you right after a short break here. If you want to join me on the program, Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call for all and uh, we're going to be taking some more calls uh, after the break uh, that's coming up here. We'll be getting to you, as I said, if you're on hold or if you pick up the phone and and dial right now, we'll be, we'll be getting to you as well. So Jason Vanderveer again here with you on Calvary Live. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome
6: back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897.
1: Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back to Calvary Live. Jason Vandiver with you from Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can find us uh, on the web, calvarychapelparker.com. I want to encourage you to come on out and join us uh, this Sunday as we continue in the book of Ezra, continuing in uh, in the book of Ezra, verse by verse. On Sunday morning, you can get uh, service times and uh, directions and all of that good information. calvarychapelparker.com. dot But let's go back to the phones and let's go to Sonia. Uh, nope, we lost Sonia. Let's go to Lily in Aurora. Lily, welcome to the program.
4: Hi,
7: Pastor.
4: How Thank you doing? you for taking
7: this call. Yeah. I'm just so stressed out. Um, I've been going to church, and then I stopped going to church, and I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know if I'm doing it right, or I don't know how God wants me to act towards this. Um, I've been married to my husband. This is regarding my marriage for 24 years. We have four kids, two boys and two girls, and all of a suddenly, he told me that he had found his daughter from his... um, Ex girlfriend that he really in love with in the beginning that he's supposed to get married with, mm-hmm. but somehow she cheated on him and they're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. So I asked him. Um, he's already made plan without asking me. Um, he made plan to take her to a cruise. He make plan to for her and her son to come and stay with us mm-hmm. for holidays this coming holidays and mm-hmm. he's going to visit her and her son mm-hmm. out of Colorado and I, I I just don't know what to do anymore. I asked him now you have to test down to see if it's your kid mm-hmm. and he said, No. Um, if I do or I don't I'm not gonna tell you because then you guys gonna laugh at me if if it's not my kid. And as long as if I found out that it's not my kid as long as I have a daughter or I have a friend. Mhm. And yeah. so I I'm just stressed out. Well, I don't know what to do anymore.
1: Well, I get it. it. You know, there's a lot there's a lot going on there and you know sometimes we get into these situations and you know there there's several different factors and you know we can't we don't even know how to get our head around it and i find that the best thing to do in those situations is is that you know you you can encourage uh you know your husband you uh you can pray for him uh you can you know share with him gently but at the end of the day you you're not gonna to be able to change his mind and 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 the best way actually to to uh to encourage him and be a blessing to him and to help him is by you doing well yourself, and that is something that you can you can determine, that you can be in control of. You can't make decisions for him. You can't cause him to go and uh, get a paternity test. You can't you know cause him to communicate you know, with you about, you know, at least how you feel about this and, you know, your comfort level with these things. Um, you know, you can't, you can't change those things. You can make requests. You can share with him, But at the end of the day, you know, he's, he's free to make his decisions. He's a human being. He's going to make decisions. And, and sometimes people make the wrong decisions. So the best thing that I found when you're in these confusing situations, particularly, you know, when, when you're stressed out, is is to just turn to the lord and and you mentioned that um you know that you're not in 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 church right now and the lord will use these things to get you back where you need to be you know i can tell you this that that life is is challenging on a day-to-day basis and it's near impossible to deal with if you don't have the, the the uh the strength of of the fellowship uh of believers as a believer and so my encouragement to you is first and foremost um get back into to fellowship. Uh, I noticed that you're in Aurora, Calvary Chapel, Aurora, a great place to, to go. You can go to calvaryaurora.org uh, and get uh, service times and directions. And I would say this Sunday and every Sunday afterwards and during the middle of the week and any other time the doors are open I, I and you have an opportunity, I would make sure that you're there. And when you're there, you're going to find that the Lord begins to not only speak to you, but begins to work in your life, and so you 'll be in the Word. Uh, you need to get back, just start opening your Bible I, I would uh, uh, you know just open up in, in the Gospel of Matthew and start reading a chapter a day through the Word of God and just praying and and I can tell you this because I know that that, that God is no respecter of persons; uh, He works in the lives of those who seek Him, and if you go and seek Him in His word and in prayer. And in, and in fellowship, you're going to find that, that your problems don't necessarily always go away, but you know how to deal with them, and and you are in a state in your heart, and you have a peace uh, even as you go through these things. Uh, but when we don't, we will be overwhelmed very quickly. And so uh, that's my, my encouragement to you, Lily, is, is you know, as soon as possible— Uh, You know, Hebrews uh, encourages us, the book of Hebrews chapter 13, or excuse me, chapter 10, verse 25, encourages us how important it is to to assemble ourselves and just to be uh, a part of the fellowship of believers uh, because we exhort one another, it says, and so much more as we see the day approaching. In other words, as we see the day of Christ approaching, it becomes even more important, uh, and especially as we consider our lives and the things that we're dealing with. Okay?
7: Yeah, I'll thank you very much for that, and I I just don't know. I well, I you don't, I don't know what's going yeah. on anymore. I
0: was, my yeah, kids are
7: frustrated, and I am frustrated, and right now, and not before. And
1: yep, and
7: and, and I, I just, I, I'm just having so many negative negative thoughts. Right, of and, what's going on, and
1: and here's what I would say. Don't don't take what I said and say yeah, maybe I'll do it. Do it. Because it, I'm yes. I'm telling you it do it. It it is you know, you will find I can't give you the answer. No one else can give you the answer, but the Lord will give you the answer, but you've got to turn to him. And and if you don't, you're going to continue frustrated and confused and without the answers. And so, the, you know, it, the really the choice is up to you. And so I would say run. Don't, you know, don't walk. Uh, to church, you know, run, get there as soon as you can, and uh, and and don't be shocked if if the Lord speaks directly to you.
7: Yes.
1: Okay, Lily. All right. Let me let me let me pray, you let me pray, pray for, for me. you. Yes, yes, absolutely, Father. I do just lift up Lily to you right now, and and Lord, uh, I pray that that uh, that she would turn to you, Lord, that you would meet her right in this moment, Lord, that you would come to her and meet her, Lord, and that you would just uh, draw her. Uh, back into that close communion and fellowship with you, Lord, that you would draw her back into, in, into the fellowship of the saints where you can minister to her through your word and through other believers. And, Lord, that she would just seek you in your word and in prayer and that she would uh, find just freedom from the frustration, freedom from, from the questions, Lord, that she would find all the answers in you. And, Lord, we just thank you that you're faithful. And, and Lord, I just have complete confidence and faith in you, Uh, Lord, that you're going to work in her life as she turns to you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd minister to her, that you'd give her a peace even now. Just just overcome her uh, with your peace by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
7: God bless bless you, Lily. Thank you.
1: Let's go to Esther in Colorado Springs. Esther, welcome to the program.
2: Hi, thank you for taking my call and for being there. Absolutely. I just wanted to give a quick word of encouragement right before I ask my question. Yeah. And say that from time to time, I hear Bianca on the program, and yes. I've never met her. But I, if she's listening, and I hope she is, I just want her to know that her spirit is such a blessing to me and an encouragement to me, and I just thank the Lord for her.
1: Well, she's um, a special she's a special person and she's uh more than one occasion called and and brought up things that we needed to pray about that that were very timely. So we appreciate her.
2: Yeah, that that really shows the heart of an intercessor.
1: Mhm. Exactly.
2: And we need as many of them as we can get. <laughs> um, my question is in Exodus chapter 34 um, in verse seven, there's a reference that talks about iniquity and transgression and sin. <sighs> so my question is in I'm blind and I don't have access to a concordance to look up the different references, but sure. in general, in the Old Testament, Are the terms iniquity and transgression and sin, what is the distinction between them? And is the distinction the same in the New Testament? And are the Greek references in in the original language in the New Testament to iniquity and transgression and sin, are they generally the same? Like if you see a reference for iniquity in a book of the New Testament, can you interchange that definition with the same definition of iniquity in the Old Testament?
1: Yeah, and and that's a great verse to bring up to have that discussion. There's actually four different terms that—I'll throw an additional one in there that's synonymous with uh, transgression. So you have iniquity, you have transgression, and you also have trespass, and then you oh, have— yes, thank you. Yeah, and then you have sin. So these are the kind of the four key words. Um, you know, in the New Testament, you're, you're dealing primarily with sin. Um, you, you don't see so much... Um, Transgression, you, you do see it, but it's not as entirely common transgression or trespass because those are terms related to the law. So let's define terms, uh, and then I can kind of get to some of the other nuances uh, uh, of your question. First of all, uh, sin is it, the idea of 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 sin, uh, both Old and New Testament, uh, is to is you probably heard this before, it's to miss the mark, it's 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 a, a catch all phrase, uh, for for going against the, the will of God, going against the desire uh, of God, going against the, the righteousness uh, of God. And so sin is a, a very broad term. Um, transgression or trespass uh, is more related to the law. So when you have a specific law and you break that law, now you've sinned, but also more specifically you've trespassed. Right. And and so you see in in Leviticus, you see the sin offering, but then you also see the trespass offering. The trespass offering usually had some sort of restitution involved. In other words, you had to make someone or God whole as a result of your sin and and breaking the law, transgressing the law or trespassing against the law. Now, iniquity is a little bit different. Iniquity is the guilt that you bear as a result of sin, transgression or trespass. And and so iniquity kind of is more the the consequence uh, of sin that you are guilty uh, that that uh, you uh, uh, are deserving of punishment um, and and so that's all wrapped up in the Hebrew word avon which which uh, which is what iniquity means and to answer your question yes basically there is a one for one. Uh, from Old Testament to New Testament. Obviously, in the Old Testament, we're dealing with Hebrew words that are translated for us into English, and in the New Testament, um, Greek words translated for us into English. Um, But you can look back at the Septuagint, which is a 2nd century B.C. translation of the Old Testament by rabbis, into Greek, and that kind of helps you then see that there is a direct line between the Hebrew to the Greek to the English. Does that answer your question?
2: Oh, Oh, that is beautiful. That helps me immensely.
1: Yeah, and 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 it's a common you know something you read over you say iniquity okay yeah I get I, I think that kind of means sin. Okay, sin, yeah, transgression, trespass. It all kind of means the same thing but there are nuances.
2: Oh, you are you you are awesome. God really has used you to answer my question. Well, I, I love to, I love it. to
1: hear that uh and I really appreciate your encouragement. That's that's why we're here and that's what makes us happy. <laughs> Yes, indeed.
2: All right, Thank Esther. You so much.
1: God bless you. Thanks for calling, and uh, and uh, give us a call back next time with another great question.
2: Oh, by the way, one mm-hmm. one last quick thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to en- encourage the listeners: mm-hmm. be praying. We're seeking God's will for a uh, house or an apartment to rent that's affordable. That's mm-hmm. the key word. So. Huh. We would appreciate people's prayers.
1: Well, in Colorado Springs, uh, we just had a conversation, or I saw a news story, actually, about this, um, how the prices in Colorado Springs, of course, are going up because so many people from Denver have tried to escape our high market prices here, and now that's kind of driven up the prices where you live. Um, yes. So you're, so you're welcome. Uh, but uh, uh, let's, let's go ahead and pray for that right now. Uh, Thank Father, you. Yeah, Father, we just lift up Esther. I thank you for her call. I thank you for just the sweet, sweet spirit that she has. And, Lord, I just thank you for for, uh, her love for your word. So, Lord, I just pray that you would encourage her, Lord, as she gets into your word daily, Lord. And I just pray that you direct her, uh, just as we prayed for Jeffrey earlier, Lord, uh, just that right place to move to. and, and a place uh, that, that, that uh, they can afford. And, and, and Lord, you know. You know right where it is, and it can seem like an insurmountable task, but you know right where it is. And so I pray you direct her. I pray that you give her favor uh, with those people that, uh, that she would be negotiating with uh, and that it would, be, uh, it, it would be something that would fit right within her budget and, and it would just be a safe, uh, clean, healthy, a wonderful place uh, for uh, for her to live. And so, Lord, I just pray that you be with her and, and bless her and just take care of all of her needs, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. God bless you.
1: God bless you. We'll be praying for you.
2: Thank you. Yep. Like Christ.
1: 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer with you here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Jardine uh, in b- beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Welcome.
8: Hey, hi. I did I say, did things, I say your um, name um, right? You explaining a little better. You were getting close, maybe. But when we were talking to the caller about the sin nature and sin, uh-huh. well, I, know, I think you kind of, could have gave, if I wouldn't know better, I would have got the wrong impression, hmm. saying that we can go on sinning on earth, that that's normal. But th- the Bible says we should not keep on sinning, even though grace abound us. Because if we go on sinning, then we aren't really becoming like Christ or changing or being transformed by the renewing of the mind, by the renewing of the behavior. So that kind of, like, I don't know, would, if I wouldn't studied, I wouldn't have thought, oh, we can just go on sinning.
1: Right. Well, you know, of course, what we were talking about was the reason that we sin, and the reason that we sin uh, mm-hmm. is because we have a sin nature. So the reality okay. is, is, is that the believer, uh, when you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ— you now, as Paul says in Romans 7, you have two natures at war within you. And and a little tip, the, the one that you feed like two dogs uh, in the yard, the one that you feed is going to win the fight, is going to win the battle. Right. Um,
8: that's why I think we need to explain it better more. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no,
1: ha- absolutely happy to. Um, so, so the reality is, is that in this life, as long as we have the sin nature, uh, we're never going to entirely rid ourselves of sin. That, that's that's a, a false teaching. Finney, Finney, and mm-hmm. others, uh, Charles Finney, and some other people kind of delved into that with very mm-hmm. difficult consequences in their life. This, this notion that well, can
8: I that, say testimony to that? I've done both ways, yep. but. Since I've been woke up call when I'm without God and backslidden, he's not with me. I don't get blessings. You, don't, you definitely know that you're not on his side. I don't have attacks. My life is not a roller coaster of being um, slammed with different issues. But since I took a stand again and said, okay, Lord, you, this guy hurt me. Uh, you used him to do some things. Grow me, take some dust, Some past hurts, but he hurt me doubly along with the past, but I said, okay, you brought him in my life for reasons. I'm going to take that and try to get over it. But when he was in my life, this guy, I didn't have the blessings as well, and I didn't have... I I felt like I was still not right with God all the way. So coming from someone who's been taught that, live above sin, both issues and doing it both ways, I know for a fact the more you live Christ-like and work your best to do His will and to keep the commandments, because He said if you broke one, you broke them all, And we're not supposed to continue in sin, even though grace does abound. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact being have done it both ways. When you stop it and live according to the Scripture and stop the sin and pray for the Holy Spirit to help you do that daily, it's a whole better world than the other way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Paul says in Galatians 5, you know, walk in the Spirit uh, and you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And so, uh, the reality is is that we're called to a life uh, apart from sin. Uh, God has given mm-hmm. us His Spirit that we might be victorious. Um, but as Paul, as I said, discovered in Romans 7, the good that I will to do, I do not do. The evil I will not to do uh, that I practice. And so, there are going to be those times uh, when we're going to sin in this life. Uh, and and that's why we have First John 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And if we say that we have no sin, we we deceive I ourselves. Lie, lying ourselves.
8: What's that? Yep.
1: <laughs> say, what's that? Say again. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear the last yeah,
8: thing I like that part, too, because me and my girlfriend were just discussing this before I got yeah. onto the radio with my errands. And yeah. I told her what she's doing is not being a good witness, because she's telling me me that she is jealous, fearful, wants yeah. a man so bad that she's wanting to kill a woman for so by talking to them and they're only just friends of them. And I'm telling her, that's not going to happen. You're not working the way. You're not going to win somebody by saying you want to kill someone.
1: Yeah. You know, I think there's a, a very important <laughs> distinction that, that we can kind of summarize this conversation with as well, Janine, and, and that's this, that, that, that there's a difference between the believer who does not want to sin but, but is battling their sin nature and does sin uh, from time to time. There's a difference between that person and the person who you've described, who willfully goes out and practices sin, who lives a life, lifestyle uh, of sin. The Bible says that that person will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so that's a very important, uh, very important distinction.
8: So I'm just glad because I think the reader or the readers, the listener need to hear it. Because if I wouldn't have studied, and like I said, I lived in both realms, okay. and I've even lived on the fence between the both realms, and if I wouldn't know study, I would have not understood it. So I just wanted to ask you to dig deeper to it. I appreciate it. And yeah I'm having bet. this conversation with my friend, who's <laughs> also tried to witness to me, I'm trying to, you know, anything I can hear that I can pass on, other than what the Holy Spirit gives me when I'm on the phone with her, is help. And I just wanted to clarify that to the people listening, because it even says, should grace abound that we continue in sin? Heaven forbid, no. Certainly
1: not. So, yep, yeah." yeah. Hey, listen, I appreciate you calling and uh and, and giving us an opportunity to talk about that further, Jadine. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Yep. Have a blessed
0: day.
1: Take care. Folks, Jason Vanderbilt with you on Calvary Live, three oh three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Adriana. Is Adriana with us or uh looks like Adriana uh may have a question. She's off the air, but she has a question Regarding the tabernacle, and uh, does the tabernacle still exist? Uh, if not, when did it last exist? Great question. So the tabernacle, uh, of course, is built uh, just after the Exodus at Mount Sinai. It's it's constructed with the Ark of the Covenant and all the other furnishings for the tabernacle. It becomes uh, the uh, wilderness, and not just the wilderness, uh, but uh, uh, the early uh, centuries in the land, the the place of meeting, the place of sacrifice, the the place of worship, um, once the Israelites enter into the land of promise. So the tabernacle is built uh, about uh, fourteen hundred and fifty B.C. Right around the time of the Exodus, the nation of Israel entering into the promised land around fourteen. 10 B.C. or so, then the tabernacle is in Gilgal, uh, if we follow it in Scripture right across the river there, there then it's probably there for just uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, a few years, uh, maybe 7 to, uh, to 14 years. Uh, it's in that location, and then it's moved up to Shiloh. After uh, that area, the land has been conquered and the land's been divided, like I said, either 7 or perhaps 14 years. Then it's in Shiloh for about 350 years. Uh, it's moved uh, from Shiloh to... Uh, uh, Nob uh in in the time of David, and then it's moved to to uh Gibeon uh, by king Saul so uh the tabernacle stays there, the ark splits with the tabernacle at the time uh, of uh the priest Eli and they're never really reunited. Then what happens with the tabernacle is as we see uh in in uh chronicles and in in Samuel that it is Moved Second uh, Samuel, it's moved by uh, Solomon. It's packed up and taken from Gibeon by Solomon uh, when the temple is built. So that we don't know that the tabernacle itself exists, you know, in a storage room or anything like that anywhere. It, it it very well may be somewhere to be discovered, uh, but it, to my knowledge and, and nothing I've ever read is, the ta- is, is any part of the tabernacle itself uh, still in existence tucked away somewhere. Uh, if it is, it, it is hidden, uh, but uh, it, was, it was taken down. And uh, it is mentioned specifically as being taken uh, when the temple was dedicated by Solomon. So hope that answers your question, Adriana. And uh, we've got just a, a few minutes left. Let's go to Marcella in, uh, in Maryland. Marcella, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you. Um, I'm wondering, um, I have forgiven, God knows I've forgiven my sister for something, Uh, and I had asked her, I told her that I had forgiven her, and she said she didn't need forgiveness. But anyway, she's in Panama City, Florida, and, of course, I'm Mm -hmm. praying for all those people down there. Um, Yeah. She has family, uh, and I I have no one, and a friend said, you better call and see if she's all right. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to call, except I'm afraid that she thinks that I'm only calling uh, because uh, uh, I want to have joy or be sure. nosy. Right. I don't know whether when my friend said it, God sent her to tell me this. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about calling her, but I've been praying for everybody, and I'm trying to find out if I should, as long as God knows my prayer for these people, mm-hmm. if that's good enough or if I should make contact.
1: Well, listen, you know, I wouldn't not call because you're you're worried that someone might misinterpret it. Of course, there's things that we can do in life um, and and people will you know uh, uh voluntarily or involuntarily take those things the wrong way. Um and and we can't really do much about that. All we can do is what God is placing on our hearts. And I think that that the Lord has placed it on your heart to call and 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 to check on your sister. Um uh, and and you know, if she takes it a different way or sees it as something different, well, then she does, but but you know, know in your heart that that your concern was for her and and the lord was laying that on your heart and so i i would say absolutely i would give her a call and 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 i might even tell her look i'm you know i, I was really concerned about you but i'm 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 kind of thankful that the lord put this on my heart because i'm using it as an opportunity for us to speak you know and i doubt
0: and, if she'll answer the phone and she may be with mm-hmm. uh her children in another part of florida sure okay yeah, or here in Baltimore, but I I will call and leave it on the answering machine. I would, uh,
1: I I would. All you can do is try. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, thank you.
1: You bet you, and, and you'll never regret. I I I promise you this: you'll never regret trying. You'll never regret going out of your way to do it. You know, and, no,
0: and... I don't I don't consider it out of my way. I yep. just fill
1: it up. Yeah, and 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 I think that that uh, you know the Lord can work through this. In fact, let's pray right now, Father. I just pray. Uh, for Marcella, I just pray for peace of heart. I pray for reconciliation with her sister. I, if her sister doesn't know you, I pray for her salvation and her family, her kids. I pray that she's safe. Lord, we pray for all of the people of of the Florida Panhandle and Georgia and the Carolinas in the path of of uh, Hurricane Michael. We we pray for the devastation and the rebuilding that's going to have to happen. We pray for those that are that are uh, searching. Uh, for those who may be missing. And we just pray for Marcella's sister that she would be safe. And Lord, I pray that you would use this, this hurricane to, uh, to reunite these sisters. I pray somehow that she would be there to answer the phone. I pray that she would pick up the phone. And Lord, I pray okay. that they would talk and that you would heal their hearts, Lord. And, and, uh, uh, but either way, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with Marcella and encourage her uh, in, in, in what you've called her to do. In Jesus' name we pray,
0: amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And you bet And I betcha. do that. But uh, and she is religious, but she uses it the religion in a in a different yep. way, should we say? Okay. I, I got to
1: run. God bless you, Marcella and folks. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you. Calvary Live is going to be back tomorrow. Uh, so uh, give us uh, give us a call then. Looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, good night. God bless you.